Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. It's great to be with you again. It's, I always look forward to these uh, couple of hours when I can spend them with you. And I want to thank everybody who puts us on the air here. I just show up and talk. And uh, Karen Selinsky, I thank her, and Eli back in the room. And uh, it's a great day to have a great day, everyone. And we're on February 10th already, February more than a third gone. So we're, we're getting a lot of winter behind us. Things are looking up. Let's start our day with a prayer, Almighty God. We give this day to you, and we're grateful for the gift of life, and we're thankful for all that you've given us. Much of what you've given us, Lord, we don't notice, uh, we don't realize, and we're not thankful enough. I ask that you keep those in your heart who are grieving, those who have suffered a loss. Keep uh, in your heart, Lord, those who are having a perhaps a tough start to their day. Give them grace and inspiration uh, through others and charity. And may all that we do truly bring greater glory and honor to your divine majesty. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Again, good morning, everyone. This is Real Presence Live, and we got a good show for you in the next two hours. And as I have said, in, like in baseball, the, the leadoff batter for a show is, is very important. And uh, we, we need to get on base, so to speak. And uh, I got a good leadoff batter, my boss, Bishop David Kagan of the Diocese of Bismarck. Bishop, good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you, Bishop. Uh, how have you been? What's good, new? Good, good. Uh, enjoying somewhat uh, warmer weather, I know, but now that the ice is beginning to melt, that uh, that always bodes well, I think, uh, for uh, the coming spring. So It seems like this has been could, the, the iciest winter I can remember. Well, I, as uh, as for me as well, uh, I, I didn't realize how much ice there actually was on the streets until we until we started getting the snow cleared away, and uh, there's still some in in some areas, but at least it's it's beginning to melt and recede a bit. Bishop Kagan is my first guest. Bishop, I've been on your diocesan staff since you arrived, more or less. Uh, you have asked mm -hmm. me to be your director of continuing education for clergy. I, right. I've had this position, I think, uh, 10 or 11 years now. And uh, we're going to talk today a little bit about um, how, how you continue to uh, form and stay connected and, and get to know um, your, your new priests in in mm -hmm. uh, in my program, particularly the the new priest workshop. What 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 is that? Right. And and you you you've been very hands on during it all. I I have the poster here, Bishop. Of I think it's nineteen seminarians. Uh, Father Jordan Dosh is the vocation director, and you right. you have a, a lot of seminarians. You're ordaining five men 
this summer. Uh, I am getting one here at Corpus Christi, uh, right. Dean Logan Obergewich. But I always remind the new priests that they have to continue their formation in the human, the spiritual, the intellectual, and, and, and the pastoral aspects of life. Uh, and mm -hmm. so you have been very hands-on. We spend time praying with you. Uh, my new priest workshops meet a couple times a year, in the fall and in the spring. Um, tell us how how you're involved in this and some topics you cover. And, and uh, let, let's just start with, with that, is uh, the, the new priest yeah. workshop program in the Diocese of Bismarck. Well, yeah, thank you. What I, I try and remind uh, the, the group of the new priests, and again, it's, it's those uh, newly ordained uh, through the end of their uh, fifth year of priesthood. Um, and I, I know I mention it to them, and, and at times I mention it uh, to all of our priests, and no matter how long any of us have been ordained priests, uh, it's not the first thing we always think of. And when you're newly ordained, it's an exciting time and a wonderful time. Uh, but I, I remind the young priests in particular, uh, don't forget any of your priestly formation in the seminary, because ordination doesn't end that formation. Ordination elevates that formation to an entirely new and a far more intense level uh, as you take up the priestly ministry and service in the church, uh, and uh, formation really, uh, it's not a matter of it doesn't end, it cannot end. And over the course of the years that I've been a priest and now a bishop, uh, when I encounter, and uh, thanks be to God, it isn't very often, a priest experiencing some serious difficulties uh, in his priesthood. Uh, and and I, I speak with him, I, I visit with him. Um, it becomes clear soon enough from our conversations that you know, it's not that he's rejected the faith or anything like that, but he, he hasn't done any, any good theological reading, any good real spiritual reading. Um, he, uh, in a way, kind of gets in a rut and is going through the motions, and that that's not what our young men who are now priests and, and any of us were prepared for in the uh, the seminary. We were you know, uh, formed in such a way that uh, we were, uh, we didn't forget our formation. We used that formation and strengthened it uh, in daily priestly ministry. And so I, I like to remind our young uh, priests of that because once you're ordained, you kind of, oh, thank God, I'm finally out of the seminary. Well, that's. That's legitimate to thank God for. At least you got out of the seminary. But, uh, you know, and I, I I can remember saying that or at least thinking it as well back in 1975 when I was ordained a priest. And uh, uh, the reality of being a, a an ordained parish priest quickly 
changes that attitude that, you know, geez, I didn't realize how much I actually learned in the seminary, not just intellectually, but, you know, in, in human formation, uh, pastoral formation, spiritual formation especially. And so it's something uh, that I like to tell them, uh, all of this is going to stand you in very good stead as you take up priestly ministry. But you have to be, uh, you have to pay attention to your priestly formation now that you are a priest, you know. Uh, intensify your personal prayer. Uh, don't stop you know, reading good spiritual and theological and pastoral uh, books and articles. Uh, be, uh, be diligent about uh, coming to our, our priest convocations, priest meetings, uh, those sorts of things, because all of that uh, builds on that formation they received in anticipation of being ordained priests. And so, you know, when I meet with the priests, and, you know, you do an excellent job in coordinating all of that, uh, many times I, I speak to them about a very specific uh, aspect of uh, priestly life. Uh, and often I draw on my own past experiences as an associate pastor, as a pastor, as a diocesan official, and as a bishop. But I, I want them, uh, hopefully, to uh, see that everything that they experienced in formation, uh, they will be able to use effectively in assisting people either spiritually or educationally in, in, in increasing uh, the knowledge of our faith, but it's, uh, you know, it's something uh, every single priest has to work at. It, it just, it's not automatic, so to speak. Bishop David Kagan is my guest. He's a bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck. My name is Monsignor Patrick Schumacher. I'm your host here for this segment of Real Presence Live on your Real Presence Radio Network. I'm coming to you live from my office of the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, where I am pastor. And I'm visiting with Bishop about his, uh, his role in, in the continuing formation uh, of the priests he, he ordains, and he ordains a lot of them. The Diocese of Bismarck is blessed, and I, I think we, we have created a culture where where young men can hear uh, God still calls, and and but there, we have a culture here in the diocese of Bismarck. Thank God, uh, where where young men can hear that call, and, and I think we have the the infrastructure, the fraternity, uh, to 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 get the courage to to discern that to try it, which which is what I had. And my, my classmate, Bishop Austin Vetter, you know, we gave each other a, a lot of courage to, to continue to discern and to see what God's will was for us. Uh, Bishop Kagan, uh, th let's talk briefly uh, in the next five minutes before we break of uh, some of the topics that you cover for, for your new priest. And this will be interesting to a, to a lot of lay people, and maybe it's interesting that after we're ordained, we, we continue formation in the, uh, the human element, and we continue our formation in the spiritual, the intellectual, and the pastoral elements of our life. And it's not just for priests. I mean, I think whatever vocation you live in, 
you have to be balanced or you're going to get tired. You're going to get tired in life, tired of being married, tired of being a priest, tired of your work. So what, what are some of the key topics that you have presented so well uh, to your new priests in the Diocese of Bismarck? Uh, one comes to mind uh, right away, and that is, um, I like to call it, you know, reasonable expectations. You know, when we're in the seminary, uh, and that's just the way seminary life is, I think, um, we have excellent uh, liturgical music, for instance. We have uh, all kinds of opportunities uh, to grow intellectually and spiritually. Well, once, you know, you're ordained a priest, the most obvious change is that, well, I'm not in the seminary anymore. And many times priests can is be somewhat shocked or at least disappointed with the, uh, you know, uh, as they uh, go to their first assignments and the liturgy, the music in the liturgy, for instance, isn't exquisite like it was in the seminary. Or, you know, uh, they actually have to train some of the uh, the boys and girls who serve at Mass, you know, uh, and they have to kind of guide them through that. Well, that's what I mean by reasonable expectations, and that, you know, uh, people are going to uh, enjoy having them as their parish priest, but they will ask questions that perhaps uh, they never anticipated being asked uh, while they were in the seminary. So it, it's uh, it's not that, you know, you you kind of dumb down the doctrine of the church or the liturgy uh, liturgies of the church but you have to understand you know uh, every parish is different every parish has a very diverse population of catholic people coming from all different uh, backgrounds and experiences and so you just have, you have to in a sense uh, you have to meet these people uh, where they presently are and guide them. That's part of being a priest. You have to shepherd the people uh, often enough and guide them uh, in uh, so many uh, areas. Uh, and don't be discouraged by it. It's a great challenge. And uh, it's, it's uh, able to easily be exercised as a priest because with the grace of holy orders that's that's one of the graces we receive is to uh, you know be the guides the shepherds uh, uh, of our people uh, in in matters uh, which are spiritual and liturgical and and sacramental and and all of those areas uh, but also I like to uh, at least address them, uh, in the context of uh, their role as a parish priest. In other words, uh, they're assigned there uh, to their parishes by the bishop. They aren't hired by the pastor uh, to be another staff member. Uh, they, with the pastor, are the priests assigned uh, to lead 
the Catholic faithful in in their parishes, and uh, so they have to understand that um, you can't just strike out on your own and do something. You know, there has to be that that priestly uh, comedy and priestly fraternity between pastor and associate, where you work together uh, to. Um, you know, guide the Catholic faithful uh, of your parish or parishes if you have more than one. Uh, you know, and and it's all meant to help uh, everyone grow and strengthen their own faith and and foster the faith uh, of the entire parish. And so, um, there are many things that you know. I I think intellectually. We we were told in the seminary, but now it's time. How does that translate into daily practical priestly life as a parish priest, whether you're in a parish by yourself or whether you're with one or two other priests? Uh, that That's so important for these younger priests to not just hear from me, but they have to experience it for themselves. And again, we've all made mistakes. That's, you know, when we were ordained priests, we weren't automatically transformed into angels. Uh, you know, we're prone to make the same mistakes other people make, but, you know, as with other people, uh, with the grace uh, of our states and life, uh, we learn from our mistakes, we don't repeat them, and we do better uh, at what uh, uh, the Lord is, has called us to do as his priests. Bishop, in the few minutes we have left, my guest is Bishop David Kagan. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. This is Real Presence Live. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate all of our listeners. This is a listener-supported radio station, as you know, and uh, we're appreciative of your prayers as well. I'm visiting with Bishop Kagan about his new priests, and he has a lot of them. And we have in the diocese our, our new priest workshop uh, sessions. I, I am the director of continuing education. And, and let's get back for our, our last topic is is fraternity. And you, you, you mentioned that, Bishop, and it's very, very, very important. You've um, you've ordained and you've sent me uh, newly ordained priests in the last 10 years. I had three in Dickinson. I have Father Ani mm-hmm. here. Uh, Father uh, Obergevich will come here, God willing, this summer. And I, I always enjoy uh, what I call the kids. I, I, I learn from them. Um, they learn from me. And uh, you, you kind of feel, I don't know, you kind of feel young again when you're around them. You, they kind of update you with uh, what they're learning and what they're doing. And uh, and their their take on things and um, but li- living together is very important. You promised me that if I build a rector here at Corpus Christi, that you would send me priests to live in fraternity. And Father Obergewich will be here. Father Dosh will be here. And that that fraternity and it's also accountability and it's about strategizing yeah. as well. That living together is is something that is has always been vital. Not that I want to be around them all the time. But, you know, you, you have your suites that are private, and then you have common areas where you can live in common. That, that, that's vital for, for the life mm-hmm. of priests, even if you're not in a rectory with a lot of priests. That's why these convocations are important, because I think more than the content, the guys like coming together for fraternity. Right. 
Oh, yeah. No, it, it, I like to emphasize this for all of our priests, not just the, the younger men, uh, because the vast majority of our priests uh, don't have that opportunity uh, to live uh, in very close proximity with other priests. Many of them are, are uh, some distance as pastors from other uh, pastors, and uh, that's why I, I encourage all the priests uh, to attend the uh, the deanery meetings that are that take place after the presbyteral council meetings. Uh, our priests are very good and very conscientious about coming to our uh, priest, uh, our clergy conferences, um, uh, the the chrism mass, for instance. I, I enjoy that immensely, and and so many of the priests then go out to lunch with each other and visit. All of that is necessary. Uh, you can't you can't live in isolation as a priest from other priests. It. It it just it it doesn't work well, and uh, so I I think it's everything we do to to encourage priestly you know healthy wholesome priestly fraternity. We simply have to do that. Uh, it's it's vital for the the good of our parishes, the good of our diocese, and and literally the good of the church. Bishop Kagan, thank you for being my lead-off guest. You're always a great one, and um, thank you for sharing how you're involved yes, in, thank uh, you. your, with your new priests after they're ordained, and we'll continue to pray for vocations and pray for the new priests. Uh, all the best to you and, and Benny, and uh, thank, thank you for you. your time. Thanks, Monsignor. Bye now. Thank you. That's Bishop David Kagan. is a great supporter of Real Presence Radio as well, and he is uh, the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck. And every, every diocese that you live in, wherever you are listening, has some program for continuing education for clergy and their new priests. We don't say young priests anymore. We say new priests because they're not all young. But it, it's, it's still vital, whether you're a priest or whether you're married or whether you're single, um, we have to stay balanced in human formation spiritual formation. We need to keep learning, intellectual formation, pastoral formation, how we handle people charitably when we sometimes don't want to. So we're going to take a break. I have Steve Ray coming up. Again, this is Monsignor Schumacher. This is Real Presence Live. We'll be back with Steve Ray. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thank you. 